morning, everyone. Uh, thank you, Roy. This has been, this is, incredibly uh, special and significant service for Ho and Laura Jane and Joseph and for their families, friends, and for us as their local church community. And in these final 15 minutes, that's it. Don't panic. Final 15 minutes or so, I simply want to share something from God's Word as an encouragement to them. But as I thought about what I might say, I also wanted it to connect and relate to the place, to the country, and specifically to the city where this family will live and serve and seek to influence from January 2014. Hoan, Laura Jane, I'm not sure if you know what these are, apart from the obvious trees. Do you know what they are? No. They're Japanese Selkova trees. And as I understand it, they are everywhere in Sendai. They line many streets in one of Japan's greenest cities. In fact, Sendai has a reputation in Japan as being a modern city in harmony with nature. And so though it is a very academic city, as you've said, and there are lots of universities, well, 80,000 students. It's also a very young city. The average age of the one million inhabitants is 38.4. And although it's also a very busy commercial center, Sendai is primarily known throughout the country and throughout the region as the city of trees. And it's that nickname, it's that relatively unique feature and aspect of the place where you're going to be Christ's witnesses that, that kind of got me thinking. And so, for example, this week in Sendai, over 60 of the trees on two of the major kind of streets and avenues will be covered in hundreds of thousands of tiny lights, illuminating the environment for over a month so this should still be there when you arrive in their annual pageant of starlight. And recently here at Windsor, we, we, we have been re-reading the so-called Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6 and 7. And we spent a wee bit of time last month looking at and thinking about that astonishing statement that Jesus says to us, his disciples, you are the light of the world, not could be, not should be, not might be, you are the light of the world. And Ho and Laura Jane, that is a core aspect of your identity, that that is who you are. You have been the light of the world in this place, a visible witness. And, and many of us here and within this South Belfast community have watched you shine and radiate and reflect the light of Jesus in, in so many situations and in so many people's lives in the past four years. But in just over one month's time, you'll leave here and you will go and be the light of the world in Sendai, in Japan. And as you take Joseph to see the pageant of starlight, in January, if it's still on. 
or as you no doubt visited in subsequent years, I, I hope and pray it will remind you of your identity. You are the light of the world. And you will continue to shine and reflect the light of the sun against what is a black backdrop. And as we've heard this morning, Japan is, is a very secular nation. We're less than, what is it, point. 3% claim to follow Jesus. Where churches are small, less than 0.25% attend a worship service like this on any kind of regular basis. In spiritual terms, there is a real pervading darkness. But as John Keith Falconer said, missionary from the 19th century, I've but one candle of life to burn. And I would rather burn it out in a land filled with darkness than in a land filled with light. And that's what you're going to go and do. So, Holden Lord, and you are the light of the world. And from this time next month, you're going to go and burn in Sendai brightly for Jesus. But although I hope those city centre trees covered in lights once a year will spark this particular thought... It's the fact that Sendai is the city of trees 365 days a year that caused me to ask Edwin to read from Psalm 1, from Ephesians 3, and from Colossians 2 at the beginning of the service. And, and I don't know if you picked it up at the time. I don't know if anybody picked it up at the time. But there was a strong reference to trees or aspects of tree life in each of those three readings. And so as you go to Sendai to be surrounded by Zelkova trees... Here's what I really want to say this morning. Here's it. Okay. Here's my core prayer for you. That you would go and be like trees in the city of trees. Like trees in the city of trees. Let, let me explain this as we take each in turn. If you have a Bible, you want to turn to Psalm 1. That's page, I think, 543 in those red pew Bibles. And it starts like the Beatitudes We've been looking at those recently here, Matthew 5. And in fact, this is a beatitude as such. Blessed is the one who. That's the way the psalm starts. God's favor rests on the one who. Fortunate is the one who. Or even happy is the one who. But before it gets positive, it identifies the negative. Blessed is the one who does not. Walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Now, on another occasion, at another point in time, we, we could explore this progression, this slow fade down the wrong path. From walking to standing to sitting, it's a slow fade. But who and Laura Jean, that, that that's not the path you're on. That's not the direction you're heading. And therefore, let's look at the positive side. Let's look at the other side of the coin. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. This is the person who loves and has a hunger for the word of God. This is the person who engages with it on a regular basis, who reflects on its content, who embraces its focus, who lives by its teaching. This is the person who, to quote the message translation, thrills to God's word and chews on scripture day and night. Thrills to God's word. Chews on scripture day and night. 
And that term or that phrase, day and night, isn't just about time spent. It's not about looking at your watch to see how long you're at it. I think it was Spurgeon who, who drew attention to the fact that day can also refer to when things are going well and night when things are difficult. And so blessed is the one who reads, who reflects, who ruminates when the sun shines and when life's good. But also blessed is the one who reads, reflects and ruminates whenever the clouds gather and life is rubbish. Oh, and Laura Jane, I know that God's word means so much to you. That you see it as essential spiritual nourishment. And without embarrassing you too much, I received an email on Thursday from Laura Jane as she was sending me that little video clip that we just watched. And at the end of the email, here was what she wrote. Sorry about this. We are looking forward to hearing the message from the Bible on Sunday. We are hungry to hear his word as we get ready to go. You recognize and appreciate the sustenance that God's word provides. You know that you can't survive on physical bread alone, but on every word that comes out of God's mouth. And so this holds a central and an important place in your lives. And therefore, do you know what? You are blessed and more than that verse 3 you're like a tree planted by streams of water do you know one of the one of the reasons why sendai is so heavily populated with these trees is not only because of the climate but also because running right through the center of the city which is going to become home to you is the Hiroskawa river 45 kilometers of extremely clean water, apparently. Providing the necessary and essential nourishment for much of the city's plant and tree life. Zelkova trees in Sendai are rarely depraved of water. They don't experience water deficit that causes an adverse effect on their growth process. That creates stress and makes them more vulnerable to insect and disease pests. And so, as a result, those trees in that city flourish. They flourish. And Ho and Laura Jane, and you can see where I'm going with this. But as you move to Sendai, as you observe the trees, as you see that river, I encourage you to be like trees in the city of trees. To continue to plant yourselves by streams of water. In other words, stay rooted in God's life-giving, life-sustaining, life-refreshing word. And you will flourish. You will experience the God-blessed life. You will, according to this psalm, you will bear fruit. And I know that's your heart. Back in, in 2011, we spent a year here working our way right through the Bible, the big story. And at various points during that year, we used a set prayer. We haven't prayed it as a church for a long time. But this morning, I'd like to remind you of a kind of key section of that prayer. And as you become like a tree rooted in God's word, may this be a reflection of your heart and your desire. I'm going to invite us all to just to pray these words together. So please join me. 
Almighty God, speak to us through your word so that it may be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, the bread of life to feed us day by day, and a fire to cleanse our minds and burn within our hearts. Use your word as a surgeon scalpel, cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. May it act as a mirror to reveal areas of our lives which need improvement, as a hammer to reconstruct us, and as a sword in our hands, heads, and hearts. As your words become our words, may our lives reflect the living word more clearly, and may our love for the word made flesh become stronger. Like trees, in the city of trees, stay rooted in Scripture. But there's two other places that I want you to stay rooted. The next is found in Ephesians 3, Edwin's second reading to us. And it's part of, it's part of a prayer that the Apostle Paul expresses for the Christians in Ephesus. It's a kind of cry, if you like, for spiritual growth. And it's been echoed down through the years. And I kind of want to take it and I want to pray it for you this morning. And I pray, we all do, Ho and Lauritian. I pray that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. Zelkova trees tend to have a reasonably deep root system. Their roots grow down as opposed to run along the surface. It's one of the reasons why they're great for a street presence, because they don't damage or fracture the pavement. And it's this depth of their root system that kind of provides a solid base from which survival and growth flows. And whenever Paul writes here or or prays here about being rooted or being grounded, another translation, rooted and grounded in God's love, he's talking about establishing a deep and a stable foundation of knowing and understanding the sheer extent and extravagance of God's love for you. That we would be more able, if you like, to comprehend it. Now, that's not about trying to get our heads around it. You cannot get your head around God's love. But to comprehend of it is more about eagerly seizing it. This is about laying hold of it. This is about reaching out, grasping it, appreciating it. And, Holy Lord, it is my prayer for you that as you go to the city of trees, that your roots would grow down deep into the soil of God's amazing, agape, unconditional love. And that you would draw from that source as you serve the people of Sendai. If you look up root in the, in the dictionary, here's one of the definitions you'll find. The usual underground part of a seed plant body functions as an organ of absorption, aeration, and food storage, or as a means of anchorage and support. To be rooted in God's love means to absorb it. To feed on it, to feed off it, 
to be anchored in it and strongly supported by it. And then as you are enriched and as you are fed and grounded in the love of Almighty God, you're able to reach out more effectively to others. Because we can only love because God first loved us. May your roots go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. Finally, picking up Edwin's third reading, Ephesians or Colossians 2. May you be rooted in Christ. Here's what Edwin read. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith that you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And again, I know there is so much that could be said in, about that one sentence. But, but having received Jesus and, and having surrendered to Jesus, which is your story, Paul urges you to continue in him. You've started this, this journey, this adventure, so move forward. Someone has said, and I like this, that being a Christian is like riding a bike. Unless you go forward, you'll fall off. Paul urges you on to grow, to develop, to mature, to progress. And going forward as a Christian means nothing more. And, and this gets repeated time and time again in the New Testament. Going forward as a Christian means nothing more and nothing less than going forward in Christ. You need to be rooted in him. Like, tree in a good, like a tree in a good soil. You need to be built up on him, in him, like a solid house going up brick by brick on firm foundations. At every stage of Christian experience, and, and this is a key stage for you as a family, but at every stage of Christian experience, what you most deeply need is more of Jesus. So keep putting your roots down. Allow them to become increasingly embedded so that you thrive, so that you become strong, so that you overflow with thankfulness and people see that and wonder, what is it about this couple's life? What is it about this family's life? It's all about, as we've said here recently, it's all about Jesus. How do you do that? How do you stay rooted in Christ? How do you remain in him to pick up another phrase Jesus used at another occasion? How, how do you remain in him? Do you know there's no one answer? And I'm sure if you asked this congregation and lots of people here, how do, how do you stay rooted in Christ? They'd give you lots of different answers. Reflecting on that question in a book called Mere Disciple, here's what one writer identifies as four priorities. Take them or leave them. Engage the Bible every day. Develop a strong prayer life. Invest in a local church community. Serve others. That's good. I need to finish. In one month's time, you will leave Northern Ireland to relocate in Japan in Sendai to serve God and to serve the people of that city with OMF. And it is my prayer that as you replant yourselves, and you will do that literally and physically, 
that you will become like trees in the city of trees, rooted in Scripture, rooted in God's love, rooted in Christ, and as a result, you'll see fruit. And may we as your sending church pray that for this family. Let's do that now. Father, thank you so much for this service this morning. The sense of joy, the sense of anticipation, the sense of hope. But God, I pray for Ho and Laura Jane and Joseph. And it is my core prayer for them that they would be like trees in the city of trees, that as they go, they will stay rooted in, immersed in, saturated in your word, God. That they would remain rooted in your love, your extravagant love for them. And as a result of that, that love would flow out to others. And also that they would be rooted in Christ. Because it's all about Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. A little over 15 minutes. Let your word go forth among the nations. Let your voice be heard among the people. And we'll sing this through a couple of times. And then everyone is more than welcome to stay around, speak to Ho and Laura Jane and Joseph and their family and friends, uh, those from OMF as well. And there'll be tea and coffee served for everyone. So let's stand together and sing as we close. Let your word go forth.